Welcome to The Luxury Code, where we decode the mindset, the marketing, and the business approach of successful luxury brokers. Hey, welcome back to The Luxury Code, where we are trying to decode what it takes to be a rock star agent in the luxury market. Today, I've got the first female broker ever on Million Dollar Listing New York, Kirsten Jordan from Douglas Elliman. How are you, my dear? I am great. I love, I love that we're doing this, even though we're not in the same place. It feels really good. I know. I know. Well, we will definitely do another one of these soon face-to-face. So, you know, you know, this show, we want to, we want to unpack quickly for people, your best insights on what it takes to be a power broker, whether it's in New York city or New Brunswick or Miami or wherever you find yourself in the world, there's a high-end market everywhere. So I've got three or four questions I want to unpack, but I want to talk first about a given backstory, how long you've been in the real estate business. And then let's talk about like, in your mind, the three most important things a luxury agent has to have to make it. Well, I've been in the business since 2007. I got in the business when I was 25. So I was lucky to be able to decide that this was going to be something I would go for early in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Does it mean that I was able to like really take it seriously and own it soon enough. Probably not, but definitely got into it early. So I have those years of experience. And as far as talking about kind of what it takes, what I've seen that I think it takes top three to be a luxury agent. And and I'm really fortunate because I actually started in luxury in the sense that person that I worked for as my, the first agent I ever worked for was is, is still a luxury agent. Um, Mm -hmm. she's a top, she's a top agent, you know, at the firm that I am right now. And I was really lucky to see how she did things, how she spoke to clients, the way that she, you know, the, the no commission breath, no pushy, very, very patient, really knowledgeable about the market, really good at big picture conversations about macro markets. Somebody who actually reads the newspaper, who gets up early, sees what's going on, in the real world. And I think like, that's number one, nobody wants in luxury truly wants to talk to an agent that they're going to have a long-term relationship with that has no clue what's going on in the world. So, and and I am not that person who's necessarily sitting there watching the news every morning, but Mm -hmm. having a macro understanding of the markets, reading up on that is, I think, so fundamental. And I think the rest of us are so busy trying to network it you know, at the polo club or whatever it is that they're forgetting that there are brokers are a dime a dozen, even at the luxury level, they're everywhere. And if you can't differentiate yourself to have a confident conversation with buyers and sellers about what's really going on, because they want to know the bigger picture, you're dead in the water, in my opinion, unless you really, really have such a good relationship with them that they're afraid not to use you. Yeah. But I would go with, first of all, I think your insight around the person you worked for first, I mean, I am such a fan and you know, you run a team. I am such a fan of that mentorship relationship. If you could go to work with that power broker and all the things you said, the way she talked to him, the language that she used, she never had commission breath, her patience, which not a lot of people talk about, but you and I both know on the high end, oh, I met that client seven years ago and finally sold him a $10 million apartment, right? Like, but it was seven years of lunches and dinners and hanging out and emails. So you unpacked a lot there. Ta- tell me about your go-to sources. like. What apps, what news, what do you try and stay connected to? So you've got that macro view of not just the New York City marketplace, but we have to look globally because of the buyers you're representing, the sellers you're representing. 
Well, we're really fortunate, and this is a, a plug to sure, the sure. real deal, but we are really fortunate that the real deal is active in our market. I think that yes. they've become more active in other markets and now they're yep. in, you know, yep. South Florida and all of that. But Los Angeles, for, us, for sure. Like, yep. Yeah, this is it's like a you're getting a morning email, it's a click, it's yeah. super easy to get through. And then the question becomes like, depending on your political affiliation and what you know, getting one of those, one of those, you know, daily emails from something else that's about the world. I like morning yeah. brew, it, it resonates with me. I know people who like Axios, skim, all of that. Yeah. I think that you can do that. Um, and then and then this is where your team leaders and your relationships come into play, where we we as a team are constantly sending each other articles, constantly sending things into the chats. Hey, did you see this trade? Did you see this? Did you see that? And that, I think, keeps it going and yes. keeps it relevant yes. for people. Yes. How important do you think it is to go beyond the headline? I think it depends on the article. I don't think you necessarily always need to be going beyond the headline. I mean, mm -hmm. some of it's like literally ye yesterday, we have a major developer in New York City that just closed on a major site in the West Village. You know right. what? I, I I skimmed it. I got the headline. And then later right. today, I went through just because I was curious where the actual site was, but it's everybody's buzzing about it. Right. And it was right. just like, I read the headline, I knew what it was and I knew how to back into it. And I know who the developer is and I, and I'm, and, and people want to talk about that. So I sent it to right. two clients, you know, that it's relevant for, and, and, and you're starting the conversation there. And so that's, I, I think you can go, you can kind of go either way, depending on the depth you understand. If you're a new agent, you should be reading. Right. 1000%. And then on the flip side, like I know, you know, every good broker spends a lot of time looking at the daily hot sheets or, you know, Manhattan maybe is called something different, but you know, it's all the new listings, all the new sales, all the new closings, price per square foot, what buildings, what's hot, what's not. How much time do you spend there? I probably could spend more time there, but I do find that I kind of go where the client is in the sense that because we have different neighborhoods sure. yeah. in Manhattan. And so I'll get the leads I get you know, I, I often am fortunate that I have a little bit of time to prepare, or if I don't have time to repair, I can, I can have an intelligent conversation regardless, because yes. a lot of the assets that we're talking about are in buildings that have either been on the market for a little while, or have already kind of been in the, in the ecosystem of what's going on, because we do so much new development on my team. So yeah, yeah it's great to watch those. If you're, if you have any idea that you're going out to dinner with somebody and you know where they live and you know what building right. they live in, you're stupid if you're not going to figure out what the trades are. Like that's what it right. needs to be. But you know, am I looking through random trades all day, every day? No, I'm, I'm talking to people on the phone. I'm doing yeah. my research before I talk to them and I'm trying to understand who I'm talking to so I can be intelligent about what they want to talk about. I love it. I love it. That's very consistent amongst everyone I've interviewed, you know, across the board. Let's go a different direction. I think so much of the mystique of, of being in the high end, you know, when you're talking to somebody that they're so funny, like why the most expensive home I sold was 750,000 and I'm going this listing and it's like $3 million. And that seller is going to expect a certain type of marketing. And I'm just, I'm just curious for you. What have you found from a marketing standpoint, whether it is pitching to a listing and, or the launch of a listing, or just the communication between your past clients, your centers of influence, video and everything else, what marketing are you finding that's really resonating with people? And what is it? 
Well, I mean, I, I think you have hit the nail on the head, of course, with, with everything that has to do with video and anything that has to do with mo motion and imagery. You know, imagery in New York is a whole even different level in New York City. Right. And I think right. it's something that in the luxury markets, we're seeing that more and more. So it's finding really good imagery. It's, it's teasing things out. It's, it's, it's a lot of multifacets of mm -hmm. making sure that you've got video with people in it, video without people in it. Great great imagery, imagery that you're teasing out on Instagram, your TikTok video, and then you need your YouTube video that maybe has the drone because the drone really only works really well for the YouTube. And, and, and you know what? I just listed a $2.7 million listing just the other day. It was a, it was a referral that came from a, somebody who is the house manager of a, a very, very prominent family that I haven't sold anything for yet. We've been keeping in touch. And we had somebody come through the open house from within the building and they said, we just want to compliment you on the marketing that you've done for a home that's of this price point, which for New York, 2.7 million is a price point where you see yeah. everything, everything from iPhone photography to yeah. drone videos, right? Yeah. And, 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 and so we did everything because I'm building a brand. My team is less, is, is about to be a year old, like tomorrow. And, and we're doing everything. And you know what? I'm doing everything for every listing. Because yeah. I want everybody at every price point to see that this is what our stamp of the Kirsten Jordan team looks like. And, and so it, it starts with the $750,000 marketing that you're doing and making that decision and saying, like I said, when I started my team, I don't care what our margins are. I won't present anything yeah. without being there. Yeah. And, and that's just because I, I mean, I've been doing this long enough that I know that as long as we do that, it will come. Yeah. It's so interesting how many people that I've talked to about that, like I just chose, right. No matter what, like, this is my standard. I'm good. I don't care if it's a, you know, a $1 million deal or a $25 million deal. I'm going to present that home in the most spectacular way possible on the flip side, you know, video, video, video. I mean, you know, obviously you have a huge advantage with television and yet you and I both know all these, you know, million dollar listing agents that spend a lot of time creating a lot of other content to you know, spread their voice, create more trust, build their brand. So, so if the person isn't already following you, first of all, where should they follow you? And then I want to talk about the content you're putting out, and maybe what are you finding that's working and what's not. Well, you can you can follow me on Instagram. It's Kirsten.Jordan. You can follow me on TikTok, and there should be a way to get there from my Instagram. I, I know yeah. we had to do like a handle that's either Kirsten Jordan or Kirsten Jordan one or something like that. Um, yeah. And then of course we do have a YouTube channel as well, and as far as what's resonating the most with people, yeah. um, you basically throw a bunch of spaghetti against the wall and you have <laughs> no clue what's gonna hit. And I get requests from people of, yeah. I wanna know questions about this. I want, I mean, remember, I also put out, I put out a blog. I also started Moms yep. of Real Estate, which yep. by the way is crushing. I never yeah. ever expected this. I had done Moms of Compass when I was at Compass and then I switched from Compass to Douglas Elliman. And so I had to kind of leave that behind and restarting it has been incredible. Had Glenda Baker on this week. Um, she, I mean, listen, I, I'm obsessed. We're, yeah. we're obsessed. We're all obsessed with her. Um, yeah. But, but you know what it is, is it's like, you got to do something. You got to try things. You got to put it out there. And I still wish I was putting out more and it's something yeah. that I'm focusing on putting out more. So what resonates and what's working Um First of all, the algorithm makes no sense. So you can post something and it won't get any traction. And then two weeks later, it gets traction. 
Um, some of the stuff where I've said stupid stuff in the videos, like actually dumb things that I wish I hadn't said, people have ripped me a new one and it's working really, really well. Like they're like really (laughs) going crazy on me about how dumb I was and those do really well. Um, so the key, the key is, is just, is just putting it out there and evolving. Between now and 2025, all the great economists are saying the housing industry is going to continue to boom. So the question is, what are you building? This is the essence of my Blueprint event, where I ask you to take a few days away from your business and dream about the type of business you ultimately want to build. So you are empowered to go back and decide how you want your business to be. So to make your reservation, go to tomferry.com forward slash blueprint. I look forward to seeing you at the event. It's the body of work. I'm so glad you brought up Moms of Real Estate because that was on my like short list of, um, there's just something special about carving out a niche and owning something. So could you, for the person that maybe has not uh, looked at your blog or doesn't understand what we're talking, like what was your inspiration behind it? And then what's your execution? If I was on that list, what would I, what would I expect to see? So the inspiration for Moms of Real Estate for me is that, you know, when I was cast on Million Dollar List in New York, it was like, it was like a moment in my career where I, I had hit like a serious bottom as far as like, should I be in this business? Why am I here? I was yeah. on a team. It was the wrong place for me. And it was the kind of situation where I was a team member and I was like, I can see that in order for me to get what I, where I need to go, it involves me investing in myself. And as a team member in the position I was in, that was something that the team didn't see eye to eye with me about. Yes. And, and so I, I feel like I had years where I made less money than I paid in childcare. And I still held on for dear life to this career. And I feel like this incredible duty to mothers out there to tell them that like, it's okay if you have really hard years in real estate, it doesn't mean that you should drop, you should walk away because yes, every single time you have a kid, every single time you have to walk away and you have to go through that three months, six months, six weeks, whatever you decide to take, you need to own the fact that it doesn't mean you've lost it all. And I think in this real estate mentality, we're only as good as our, you know, best, our last deal we feel like. And when you have to, when you have this real roller coaster that comes from, child, like having children, right? childbirth, for sure. childbirth, it's, it's really a big deal. And so that's kind of, you know, and and my, and what I decided in 2019 in, in, in November of 2019, coming out of actually, um, you know, an in-person Tony Robbins event, I had decided that I was going to stop my limiting beliefs about being a mom. And I had decided that I was like, I refuse to any longer say, I can't do this because I'm a mom. And it's the kind of thing where, you know, there are totally moms who judge me for how much childcare I have. There are moms sure. that judge me for the fact sure. that my personal assistant is in the mom's chats at school. And you want to know something I, and I still treat myself like an absolute diva, even though I am not filming right now, I'm only doing my own personal social media for, and, and all of my own business creation and all of that. Yep. And it's something that was a huge shift for me. And I think clearly it helped with casting because I was, I was so ready and I was so committed because I wasn't going to limit myself, but like my whole premise is this idea that if you can treat yourself like the star that I realized I had to treat myself to get on the show, to then be able to own the screen and be able to actually perform in that situation, I would have been making what I'm making now 10 years ago. 
but I didn't do that. And if I had just, if I could just share that with everybody and say, Hey, before the show actually aired, my whole career had changed because I believed in myself and somebody had given me that validation that I was waiting for from somebody else. When, by the way, you don't need somebody else to give you that validation. Right. So, I mean, for you me, like, got I, tear, to, I get teary. I tear uh, up because it's like, yes. I, I'm like, I'm like, people just get the picture. Like this is, I can't believe all of us women are sitting around thinking if I don't get cast on selling sunset or, or million dollar listing or something like I'm not some badass woman who can crush right. it and be an influencer or a, you know, or, or, or this public profile, you know, public figure. I, you know, I liked you and respected you before. Like just, it it just went up like five or seven, like notches. Like, and I'm watching like Katie over here is like 25. Like, yeah, like owning that, right? Like I'm going to be a badass no matter what, like everybody's got a story. Everybody's got an excuse, right? But you, but you owned it. And then the best part is that you turned it into something that is so meaningful for others, Mm -hmm. right? You're empowering these women with children to say, yes, you can, right? And don't buy into the noise, certainly in your head. Yeah. Right. But let alone, you know, out in the marketplace. So kudos to you. All right. I want to, I want to touch the last subject. So you mentioned, uh, my team will be a year old tomorrow. There is, we, there's probably a seven hour show we could do on this, but yeah. give us like high level. Why did you do it? What have you learned? And knowing what you know now, what might you have done differently? There's a lot there. Right. I know that's going to be a seven hour show. I'm like, <laughs> um, why did you do it? Why'd you build the team? Why did I build the team? Well, you know, I was putting so much investment into building my personal brand. It, I had shifted and, and started putting investment into my personal brand in 2017. I was pregnant with my third child. My brother has a digital marketing agency um, and he was starting his digital marketing agency then. So he was doing everything. He was like taking pictures Perfect. of me. He was posting, he yeah. was making, he was, you know, there was all, there were all kinds of things you could do back then with Instagram that you can't do now. Let's just yep. say that. Yeah. Um, and, and he was, he pushed me to say like, listen, let's just make this badass real estate mom thing. And like, you should be, pu- you should be pushing your Instagram. So yep. I started doing that in 2017, had my, had my third child. Definitely. That was a rocky time period. And you know, like long story short, fast forward, cast a million dollar listing, you know, 2020, I start filming. I finally get my first assistant in the beginning of 2020 because I had decided to do that anyway. It was like a major shift. I had this, you know, like I got to build it and they will come, you know, idea. And I did a whole year of filming while I was still on this team. And these guys are killers. They're amazing. They're like killer, killer agents. Everybody knows who they are. And they, they, they had this incredible structure. It didn't work for me because I basically was growing a brand under a brand. And, you know, I've been talking to Douglas Salomon. Uh, I, 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 I was at Douglas Salomon before. So it wasn't like I was talking. I I just, you know, I knew them. It was a known entity. I knew they supported me. I knew they were going to be supportive. Um, and honestly, I came over thinking, all I need to do is make sure that I keep my brand for me because I want to make sure that leads that come in from the show. Cause I'm just going to, yeah. you know, air and like, people are just going to call me all day long. <gasps> Please come list my house. And yes. just be like, come list my home. Cause now I know who you are. Yeah. By the way, that's a whole other show we could talk about. Yes. And, and so I just came over saying, I'm just going to start this. I'm going to start something and I'm going to have an assistant and I'm going to have a showing agent and, and, and that's all I'm going to have. And it's going to be great. And then what happened was I had somebody who I had known for a long time, who her name is Jill Prichelle. She 
was in real estate new development for 15 years. She came, she was in a transitional period in her career. She had been, you know, a major sales manager actually um, at a large develop for a large developer running sales. And so she was like, Hey, could I come on your team as a resale broker? And I was like, yeah, I mean, you can come on my team as anything you want anything because you I've want, known exactly. you forever. And right. like, so, you know, then she kind of stepped in, she did a COO role. Now we're transitioning to her into more of a sales manager role. Um, but what, what happened with that was as soon as I had this other person who validated this vision, in addition to, of course, like, you know, the coaches, the Tom Ferry coach, the, yeah. you know, the, their, the, you know, the life coach, all of that, all this, this just like, all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait, like we, we can't do this with just one agent. You know, if we want to hire this incredible director of operations, we need another agent. And then, and then it was, and then maybe, and then somebody came through that was another agent from a top producing team. And then it was, and so it was just kind of this thing where then you, you hit this click point where we are right now, where we have four agents, we have a, I have a PA, we have a, um, you know, we have, we have a director of operations and we have Jill, who's in this hybrid role, who's really moving into a sales manager position and a director of new development position, which in New York is actually a big deal. So there's a lot of stuff that has to do with networking with developers, providing them even just like offering memorandum, like, you know, really, really deep comps. It's not like, hey, here's a couple of houses. It's like, hey, here's a deck of everything that's happened in the last six months that we update all the time. Okay. And and so that's, that's something that, you know, is, is really, really important. And so that's a big piece of, of our business. And so essentially that's kind of what happened. And I did not, I did not plan on it being like this because I was like, I don't manage people. This is very hard for me. Um, cause I don't manage people. I don't. So, uh, so now I, for the person that's listening, they don't get to see your eyes. I see your eyes. Like I don't manage people, but, but Kirsten, you've gone from like, like basically you and an assistant to like eight of you, it sounds like all in combined. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a yeah, pretty big did, team. We did fast. what we did. We did 90 million last year, um, which was amazing to do in your yeah. first year as a team, which was big. Right. And I think, you know, and of course we have lofty goals this year. I think it's more, it's really, but I think that they're going to happen. Like we're, and can I tell you? Yes. Top Ferry Network is coming through. Uh, you know, that makes me happy. You, Hey, you it really is. And, and you know, they're loving right back out on you. Yeah, they are. They are. And, um, and I just got off with, with, uh, yeah with him before too. So listen, I'm, I'm, we're all in. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, as we wrap this up, first of all, I, there's so much to unpack here. We should definitely do a longer form show next time we're together face to face, you know, I'm I'm bringing the crew and we're gonna do a longer form, but you know, we unpacked like what it takes. You had a lot of insights there. We talked about marketing and sort of expectations. And I love your standardized approach to like, Hey, I'm just going to deliver this every single time. Doesn't matter what the price point is. Cause then you get known for that. And, and I do appreciate, you know, unpacking this whole thing around, you know, moms in real estate, because there's, you, you know, for everyone watching, like you saw your eyes just lit up as you were talking yeah. about that. So, you know, I may have to share a couple of those out of my Instagram just to like, keep, keep pumping that for you. Um, and then the whole team thing, we know, like, it's such a journey, right? Going from rockstar solo agent into a team. So as we close it out, one piece of advice you'd recommend to everybody doesn't matter what their price point is. They just want to have a little more confidence, a little more, you know, energy and focus to get out there and just say, no more excuses. I'm going to make it happen. What would you say? Oh my God. Um, you know, I, you, you do have to figure out where your zone is for 
um, having confidence around 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 conversations. Like for me, it's not sitting in a room where other people are listening. For me, it does involve a lot of like walking around talking on the phone. I think yeah. that, you know, we talked a lot about having the market knowledge and, and taking things to big picture. But I, yeah. but one of my most important skills is the soundbite. It's the, it's the pr practicing what you're talking about over and over again and making sure that it sounds really good. And, yeah. and you need to, you need to have that because a lot of the stuff we talked about right now is stuff I've talked about a lot of times with other people. And that's why it comes out really, really well. Yes. And, and you got to figure out what it takes to be in that zone. For me, it's having a super structured morning. It's having a lot of practices that are incorporating me showing up in my peak state it involves putting really, really incredible stuff into my body to make sure that I am not running off of crap. And yeah. it involves, you know, just, just really treating people in a very respectful and gracious way. There's a lot of other things and, and making sure that I see and, and my biggest motto for my team is see something, say something. And, and, and that is, there is nothing more important, you know, than, than making sure you like live, live and breathe all of those different, you know, values that you have. So, so for me, it's like, you got to find, you got to find your way that you show up and are like, I, these people are lucky to work with me. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're writing a book, but I can't wait. I know it's, I know it's a ways out there, but I'm telling you, that's going to be a hot book. I can't wait. Thank We're going to have to do another show just around the book too. Oh, we, right, well, we will. Kirsten Jordan, thank you so much for being on the show. Love to you and the fam and the team. Keep up the great work. I will see you soon. This is the Luxury Code and we are out.